Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about forced organ harvesting. Forced organ har harvesting is not recognized as human trafficking, where there are reports of people being found in hotel bathtubs where their organs are missing. This is not a practice that we see happening in the United States. Forced organ harvesting is where people are killed solely that their organs can be removed and sold. In 2006 and 2007, the United Nations received allegations from surgeons, nurses, anesthesiologists, and Chinese families that raised concerns about forced organ harvesting practices, particularly in China. These concerns were not answered by the Chinese government, and so some more investigations did go forward. The organs that were harvested seemed to be hearts, kidneys, livers, liver pieces, corneas, and other organs. Forced organ harvesting from living people occurs without their consent, period. It is literally the killing of people for their organs, organs that go to people with the means to purchase them. Because of the illegal nature of the practice, it mostly occurs where it is state sanctioned. That means it will not break a law in that state or in that country. According to Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting, in 1984, uh, the People's Republic of China adopted provisions permitting the harvesting of organs from executed prisoners. Without a public organ donation program in place until 2013, this 1984 provision allowed China to develop an organ transplant market and one of the most profitable organ transplant systems in the world. The number of available matching organs combined with wait times that only ranged from two to 14 days drew a lot of international attention. So after the public organ donation program was introduced in China, transplant organizations in the Western hemisphere assumed what China was doing to procure organs from prisoners was going to change because a lot of people were becoming aware of it. Um, Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting initiated like a deeper analysis of the official numbers of China's do donor program. Only four years after its inception, and it was implausible that it would outperform established donor programs in other regions by 150 times. This is a staggering and really unrealistic ratio. A forensic statistical analysis of donor numbers that were confirmed in 2019 showed that the donor numbers in China's organ donation program are manufactured. As of today, China has not provided a transparent, verifiable source, of, um, and that's what we need to perform officially stated transplant numbers or volumes. These reports surround organs being procured from prisoners of conscience. These prisoners of conscience are those persons who've committed no felonious crimes, but they're arrested for crimes against the communist government, primarily belonging to any religious group because religion happens to be outlawed there. And the largest group of people that are killed for their organs are members of the Falun Gong, these practitioners who follow a Buddhist school of practice. They are peaceable people, they're not violent, they lead clean lives, so they do not smoke, use drugs or alcohol, which makes them the perfect candidate for organ donation. Other pr prisoners uh, include Christians, Turkish Muslims, and Tibetan Buddhists. In 2018, a tribunal was held in London where over 30 witnesses shared horrific stories of prisoners being arrested and immediately having their blood drawn for testing and EKGs. 
This was reported to have been practiced on millions of people, many of whom were not sedated prior to having their organs removed and who did not consent. There is also proof of the unprecedented establishment of hundreds of transplant centers in China built adjacent to the detention center and basements full of live prisoners whose organs are extracted on demand. Can you imagine sitting in a room waiting to be called because a match has become available needing your heart being placed on a table and killed for your heart? There have been tireless efforts to fight and have sanctions placed against this horrific crime against humanity and raise awareness. But there is a reluctance to hold this particular government accountable because they've got a really strong economic hold in all the worldwide markets. The knowledge and research that was gained from this London tribunal led to the publication about cold genocide against Falun Gong practitioners. The reason for this egregious practice is purely financial. There are not enough donors who consent to, to donate organs to meet the worldwide need for organs. So by harvesting organs from prisoners who are not consenting to have their organs harvesting, China not only fills the huge demand for organs in its own country, but makes millions, if not billions of dollars by promoting worldwide organ tourism. So organs can be booked in advance and those needing organs can travel to China and voila, you return with a new kidney or a new heart and those who can afford this can buy anything that they need. Medical personnel and especially forensic nursing have a unique voice in supporting an international stance against any form of forced organ harvesting. The practice of this harvesting is a form of human trafficking in its most egregious form. And we have not only the responsibility, but the obligation to abolish these acts no matter where they're being performed in the world. Forced organ harvesting is not driven by physicians and nurses inspired by a passion to save lives, but is solely driven by financial game, and these are truly crimes against humanity. Nurses and physicians have taken um, respective Hippocratic and Nightingale oaths to practice our professions faithfully, to abstain from harmful and injurious acts, to maintain and elevate the standards of our professions, and to devote ourselves to the welfare of our patients. So it's essential that medical professionals keep a watchful eye out in our, in our worldwide healthcare arena for patients that leave the waiting list for legally procured organ transplant and suddenly make plans to travel abroad. Someone is paving the way for organ tourism. Patients return from their travels with new organs and medical providers in the United States and other countries follow these patients to manage their care, their labs, their anti-rejection medications, just to name a few of the services. If I needed a kidney, I would not have the connections to go somewhere to buy that organ. Somebody is paving the way. And these are the medical and nursing personnel that we need to be on the watch for. As well, even though desperate for people who are desperate for organs to survive, I do not believe that patients traveling to purchase organs know that they are being harvested this way, that the donor is non-consenting, innocent of anything other than a religious belief, and may still be alive during the harvesting. I compare what's happening in forced organ harvesting to World War II Nazi Germany and the atrocities of the Holocaust. If Holocaust and those concentration camps were happening now, 
in 2022 in China instead of Germany, and we knew about it, would we turn a blind eye and ignore them? Would it matter what country committing the crime was a worldwide economic powerhouse? I trust not. And yet we have proof, proof of forced organ harvesting being practiced on millions of people and nobody is stopping this practice. And I believe a lot of it is awareness. In September of 2021, Doctors Against Forced Organ Harvesting held a five-day worldwide summit where more than 35 parliamentarians and world leaders, human rights attorneys, physician nurses, including myself, offered really powerful testimony to these atrocities against humankind. And you can certainly visit their website for these taped sessions to learn more and sign a declaration to support non-governmental organizations that support ending forced organ harvesting anywhere that it's happening in the world. Where this is an informative podcast and certainly not meant to be political, these are the facts. Forced organ harvesting is a crime against humanity. Medical and nursing care providers must not cross that line in deciding who is worthy of organs in living and who is not when it comes to non-consensual harvesting of organs. We are all potential victims as we travel in the world. Any one of us could be arrested for any reason and forced organ harvesting could happen to us. The domino effect for financial game is also a true possibility. Billions of dollars are made by selling human organs or arranging for patients to buy organs that are procured this way. The Academy of Forensic Nursing supports our mission of linking research to practice through scholarship, education, and service to those affected by and responding to trauma. The Academy is committed to legislation and practice worldwide that abolishes all forms of human trafficking, including forced organ harvesting, and builds partnerships to create a unified voice that advances human rights across the world. As not only nurses, but citizens of this world, we hold a moral and ethical obligation to protect its people. If not kept in check and kept on the forefront of international awareness, forced organ harvesting will join other forms of human trafficking, such as sex and labor, in becoming a clandestine practice, even in countries where forced organ harvesting is illegal, and all for the purpose of financial gain. Forensic nurses strongly believe that now is the time to align physicians, nurses, and other healthcare professionals around the world to abolish forced organ harvesting. And it begins in our communities, in our hospitals, and in a united position that we will, as nurses and healthcare professionals, hold each other accountable. We will respect all lives and honor our respective Hippocratic and Nightingale oaths. And we will educate legislators and world leaders to end all forms of human trafficking, in fo including forced organ harvesting. Thank you for joining in on this podcast.